we forget that, you know, there's cultural nuances. And if you're not really working with a small, at least a small international base or global base or someone that doesn't look like you, you're going to be left in the dark, right? So if, um, you do have to have a little bit of everything, right? So what if you're dealing with someone who is Asian American and you make, you know, they say these certain faux pas or, or you're working with a Brazilian client and, you know, the concept of time, uh, perception of time. And so if you know how a lot of these cultural backgrounds, um, like, tick right uh, you know again time facial expressions um you know how you do how do you greet somebody then you're going to get less frustrated and you're going to make that transaction you're listening to the real estate sessions podcast and i'm your host bill risser general manager of the u.s market for rate my agent a digital marketing platform designed to help great agents leverage the power of verified reviews You can find out more at RateMyAgent.com. Listen in as I interview industry leaders and get their stories and journeys to the world of real estate. Hi, everybody. Welcome to episode 270 of the Real Estate Sessions podcast. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for telling a friend. Inmanville calls me again, and I'm really excited about my guest this week. I get a chance to chat with Tim Herr. Tim Herr is out of the Atlanta, Georgia area. Tim has uh, got a brokerage, Point Honor and Associates, a little indie boutique style brokerage in Atlanta, but a very interesting backstory. Super involved uh, in, in, in the NAR uh, drive for inclusivity and diversity. And so we're going to talk a- about a lot of different things, but that's going to be a component of it. So let's get this thing started. Tim, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Bill. Thank you so much for the invite. I really appreciate it. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Look, I've... I've had the chance to 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 meet you of of all places at Inman, right? For, how many how many relationships have you built at Inman? I mean, uh, can you even count them? I know. I mean, Inman is one of those, those places where it's uh, you know you meet all your friends. It's you know I call it you know one of the real estate uh, prom events, right? So you get to meet all your all your friends, your family, and people that you've interacted with over the years, and you just have to put a face to a name. And then when you go to Inman, you're like, oh my gosh, yes, uh, it's great to see everyone. So it's it's like Inman is my old family, right? So it's great. Yeah, yes, yes, it's true. Um, I know you live and work in the Atlanta area, right? That's um, and it is. First of all, were you born and raised there? I was born in Houston, and then I was raised in Atlanta. So I moved to I moved here when I was about three or four. So you know, I, I not an Emory baby, so I'm not a true Atlantean, is what we call uh, if you're yeah. born at Emory uh, Emory Hospitals. But I uh, know I, I do like to consider myself uh, pretty familiar with the Atlanta market just growing up here. And I never left here for college. So I've been here pretty much all my life. Yeah, I, I've, I've only been to Atlanta once. And there's a downtown. But boy, there is this massive uh, suburban surrounding the entire area, right? T- talk about just what yeah what, what Atlanta is. For, like, I, here's what I know about Atlanta. It's kind of embarrassing. Uh, Coca-Cola <laughs> and the Braves. You know, and the Falcons, but um, and the Hawks. That's much, but yes. <laughs> so tell me, tell me what I should know about Atlanta. Yeah, so Atlanta. So this is where it gets a little tricky, right? Because when people say, "Hey, I'm moving to Atlanta," but it really, you know, the follow-up question is really, "What part of Atlanta are you moving to?" Because um, what we call, we have, you know, we, if you've been in Atlanta for a while, we have something called OTP and ITP. So there's a big uh, 285 interstate. It's a big circle. So anything that's inside uh, the Interstate 285 is what we call in the perimeter or your ITP. And if you're outside of the perimeter, you're called OTP. 
And uh, we're also 17 count metropolitan counties, depending on which uh, chamber of commerce you talk to. So we have, we, it's a very big metropolitan area and Atlanta just happens to be in the center of it. Um, you know, like you mentioned, we do have a downtown, but it's m- mostly more um, office focused. It's usually pretty dead. Um, there, need, there is just no residential. Uh, then we have like Midtown and uh, then we have uh, Buckhead and some of our more elite areas. And, um, and so Atlanta is a very big metropolitan area, but a lot of people actually live in the suburbs. So um, if you follow 70, uh, Interstate 75 and 75, 85, it's like a big X that, and then there's a big circle with 280, Interstate 285. So depending on which agent you talk to, and it's, it's you know, again, uh, you know, we get a lot of referrals in, but the first question we usually ask is, hey, where is your client looking? Where are they potentially looking? Do you know if we do a buyer consult? And again, because Atlanta is so big, there, you know, we may not be the best fit. You know, we do refer it out to other agents that are more familiar with the area because, you know, we, we do have to be very cognizant that because Atlanta is so big, that one street can make or break you in terms of, uh, you know, the house, you know, the safety concerns, the schools, um, and stuff like that. So we, you know, I, I live in town, so I do a lot more in town, but my team, uh, you know, we do a lot more in the suburbs. Our offices are in the suburbs for a reason. Uh, you know, it's, it, it's, it's, so Atlanta is just one of those cities where, you know what, if you don't know what's going on in that particular city and you could have a Atlanta uh, city name or postal service, um, you know, city, but it's actually not. So it could yeah. be Brookhaven. It could be, you know, different parts of Atlanta. Um, so, and then Atlanta spans two different counties. And so it, it is, it does get a little complicated. So we want to make sure that you are fully aware of what part of Atlanta you're coming to. A lot of people think, you know, there's a couple clients that we've talked to. One, they've mistaken Atlanta for Atlantic City before. Uh, my oh. parents being one of those. Um, <laughs> they thought they were moving to Atlantic City, not to Atlanta, Georgia, um, back in the 80s. And, you know, and we still get that. Uh, and we have clients that, you know, think that when they look on a map, being, um, you know, 40 minutes away, 50 minutes away is usually the same. It's still part of Atlanta, but then you hit, you know, about two hours and you're going down to another, uh, you know, sec- you know, or, 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 um, what we call it, you know, our second tier, second tier metropolitan cities. Like they're not Atlanta, but it's a little smaller. Right. Yeah. So again, we, there's a lot of questions that we ask, uh, just to make sure that we can help. Atlanta is part of where they want to be. Cause we have so many relocation clients that's coming in right now too. Yeah. That's, that's providing excellent service from the get go. <laughs> right. We have to. I mean, we're licensed throughout the state, but Lord, if you tell me you wanted to go to, you know, LaGrange, Georgia, I have zero idea what's going on in LaGrange, Georgia. Um, and some of these cities that I, you know, my clients will send over, I'm like, where are these cities? I've never heard of these cities. But again, because they have different, you know, they're the same city, but they may just have a different name. And they're like, oh, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. I got it. Um and, uh, you know, and, and it's interesting because, you know, this is another rabbit hole, but you'll see me doing that a lot. But there are cities that have rebranded themselves just to get away from some of the stigma uh, of what it was, but what it used to be. Um, so there's a lot, there's a big push to incorporate cities that are, you know, that were part of the Atlanta um, city, uh, what we used to call Atlanta. And they've formed their own city. They're, they've basically ceded from the county, the city limits. Uh, they're still within the county. But uh, but that's definitely helped spur a lot of the redevelopment, the prices going up, and it's just the service level that um, a lot of these cities are doing. So it's interesting to see the push. Yeah. Uh, it's a growing area, right? A lot of industry, Absolutely. a lot of uh, – talk, talk about that a little bit. 
Oh my goodness, Atlanta, we're home to so many Fortune 500 companies, Delta, uh, Home Depot, um, just to name a few, and NCR. You know, we, you know, a few, several years ago, we stole NCR from uh, Dayton, Ohio. So that was a big, that was a big news. Uh, we have a lot of co- corporate relocations. We're very friendly. Um, we're very uh, business friendly, which, you know, it, it could be a good thing or a bad thing. But uh, because there has been a, such a big push in the movie industry in Georgia, so we have a lot of movie uh, uh, movies being filmed here. We have so that carries the whole second, you know, the the the, the parts to it, right? The the cameraman, the stuntman, the lighting people, the creative director. So we have a lot of um, relocations from California and some of these uh, Hollywood clients that are coming here for the technical skills. We have, um, you know, an amazing a healthcare system here. And because Atlanta is, you know, we can, we have Delta airlines and Southwest as hubs here. So we can pretty much go anywhere within four hours. And because of that, Atlanta has turned into the mega house, a powerhouse it is. And with that, that obviously brings jobs and brings a lot of people, but you're going to see a lot more, you know, we're not, you know, we're seeing a lot of the big companies come here, like Google, Amazon is definitely, you know, they've, you know, we were in the running for Amazon and stuff like that. Um, you'll see a lot of foreign investors coming in, uh, Korea, South Korean government. And, uh, you know, the state of Georgia actually has an office in South Korea, as well as uh, the county levels have offices in China, Korea, and Japan, uh, forming sister cities with, you know, European cities as well in the EU. Uh, they do this on purpose because there's so much to develop, you know, they're trying to attract all the business. And so we, we are growing. It is a, a metropolitan city that's growing. Uh, we have, um, you know, our school systems are very strong depending on the county, um, and it's fun. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's a great, it's a great time. But um, you know, our traffic is getting just as worse. It's getting bad. You have to have a car. Uh, our public yeah. transportation is a little lacking. But besides that, I mean, uh, it, our cost of living is very affordable. And you know, I, you know, one of my clients has said, you know what? I just want to be ten minutes next to Starbucks. Uh, I'm okay with where I'm going. And we're like, that's pretty much everywhere in Atlanta or metropolitan <laughs> Atlanta. So you just tell me where you want to be and let's go. So it, yeah. there, again, it's, it's great. I, I was looking at your, uh, your background and uh, you, <laughs> well, this is interesting. Uh, you went to Georgia tech, I which did. is awesome, right? Uh, yellow jacket, right? Do I have that I right? I am, I am. Yeah. And, but the focus, it, I'm just guessing real estate wasn't, on the horizon there with, with a major in industrial and systems engineering. <laughs> yeah. So um, I wanted to stay in state cause yeah, I, I'm very close with my father and I didn't want to go too far. Um, you'll hear me talk about my dad a lot. Uh, cause you know, he's just one of my, my heroes too. And I didn't want to go too far away. And I ended up going to Georgia tech, but you know, and I, I teach this when, you know, you and I both, you know, we're on the teaching circuit and, and it's interesting because, you know, we talk, you know, we don't we don't really hear kids when they grow up saying, "I want to be a real estate agent when I grow up." Nobody wants to say, "I want to be a realtor." That's my dream when I when I grow up. You know, you don't hear that. Uh, you know, we want to change that, saying, "Hey, you know, the real estate industry and being a realtor is an amazing profession, and getting involved from day one is amazing." So, you know, we're trying to do a lot of outreach, right, in the different organizations, and I know you do, I do. But you're right. You know, I, I did not go to tech saying, I'm going to become a real estate agent. I'm going to be this mega, you know, powerful, you know, team or, you know, run a team or I'm going to change, revolutionize real estate. You know, that, that, that really never happened at tech. Um, but, you know, I, I give kudos to my parents because after Georgia Tech, um, they wanted, you know, I wanted to take a break because it was Georgia Tech. 
<laughs> and uh, they're like, hey, well, why don't you, your break should be go getting your real estate license. And so I got my real estate license and, uh, you know, I jumped in right before the market tank. So, that, you know, the finances were good. It was, you know, as, as a newly graduated, you know, minted uh, Georgia Techie uh, college grad with no job, you know, on my hand, you know, there's no job offer in my hand. I was like, yeah, yes, let's do it. Um, and, uh, then it's, uh, then it's history ever since. Cause I, I've stuck with it <laughs> ever since. So you did, did you start in commercial first or? Yeah. So, um, when I started, it was, I started in 2007. So I had a, uh, about a year that was very, very strong in the residential world. Right. And then, um, I really wanted to do commercial. That was kind of where I wanted to be at the time. So, um, and this is a testament. This is, uh, um, I'm going on down another rabbit, rabbit hole here, but, um, you know, I, I, I give credit to a lot of mentors and this is why I like to give back. And I know that you do too. And, you know, a lot of people that I look up to like you and you know, like a lot of the people that are involved with Inman and in the real estate world, the first thing that, that, you know, when I got started and I was doing commercial, um, I had no idea what I was doing. So I took a real estate class in the commercial world. And then Atlanta is one of the few, uh, realtor association, a uh, few cities that actually has a commercial board as well. So the Atlanta commercial board hosted a class, you know, starting off as a commercial agent and I had no idea what I was doing. So I went straight up to the professor and I was like, Hey, um, I, I, I've only been licensed for a year. Um, it's been great in residential. Um, could I pick your brain a little bit and have lunch with you? And again, I probably should have Googled who he was or I had no idea who he was. And he was like, absolutely, let's do it. And I, I know where we met. We met in a small little restaurant, uh, sandwich shop in Sandy Springs. And, you know, he, we talked for a little bit. And he and then at the end of it, he literally gave me three names. He said, call one of these three people. I'll call, call these three people. Here's the first person I would call. You can use my name. And I know these three people will hire you. One of these three will hire you and take you under the wing. I was like, okay. So I called the first one. And he's like, I don't take new agents. It's just, you know, there's a lot of the commercial world is very different. And I was like, oh, you know. Uh, Billy Hobbs actually told me to give you a call. And he's like, oh, Billy told me to call you? All right. When do you want to start? Do you want to start tomorrow? Like, what do you want to start? And so January 1st, um, I had, uh, you know, I had to tie my license with another brokerage. And, you know, I give, um, and again, and come to find, I was like, who the heck is this Billy Hobbs guy? And he just happens to be one of the you know, number one uh, leasing agents in the entire state uh, in this firm. And then the company that he referred me to actually was uh, with himself commercial. And he used to be one of the former mayors of Atlanta. So, you know, it, it, it's, it, I have to give a lot of credit to my mentors and again, people that really, that really spurred my career. And, you know, it was a tough time because I joined in 2008 with the downturn of the economy, the economy tanked and the real estate tanked, you know, tanked. And, but it was through commercial that kind of survived me. I learned a lot. Um, and that helped really helped me propel, but it was my mentors and people that really saw something, um, as someone very young and hungry. And saying, "Hey, you know, you should do it. You have the personality." I didn't think I did, um, and uh, but a lot of people took a lot of uh, risk with me, and I, I'm forever grateful to this day. I, you've made your way back to residential, but I could see where having that knowledge is huge. I mean, yeah, uh, the ability yeah. to work kind of a across those lines because there's a, I think in the commercial broker, they, they, there's a little bit of a, I don't really touch residential, and so yeah. you have a different, you're able to connect better. That's great. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I consider myself more of a residential agent. So it's the, uh, you know, you know, residential and commercial. So, but, you know, I have agents in our firm that are strictly commercial. Um, 
And so that does help because having at least a little bit of the knowledge base yeah. does, um, you know, you, you, you can't refer a client if you're not knowledgeable. And, you know, that's our, for one of our first duties as, as real estate agents. So, um, better homes and gardens comes along. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, I love, I love the title that I found for you. And that was, uh, you were working on new growth markets, new growth markets and inclusion. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So um, uh, being part of the Inman family, being part of the multicultural groups, and uh, just being, um, you know, we're, we like to be visible. Um, well, I like to be visible just because you know there's always the opportunity for more business um, on the teaching circuit as well as just making amazing, meeting amazing people. And through the power of you know these conferences and meeting new people, and the great thing about a lot, you know what we are in real estate is if you just send them an email and say, Hey, thank you so much. You know, these CEOs of these major brand companies, whether it be compass or, or KW, I mean, they respond, right. They read these emails and say, thank you. Um, and you know, I, uh, one of the first things that I've always remembered was to always write a handwritten thank you note. I just, I don't really do that via email anymore. Right. And, um, with better homes, it's part of the realty family. And, uh, Sherry Chris, uh, the CEO, uh, and she and she was like, "Hey, if you ever want to go into corporate, you know, we have we always have a position for you. Um, you know, you still have to go through the interview process, and you know, we you know, it's not just you know, but we would love to have you. Is basically how it kind of spread out. And I was like, you know, if it was if if I don't do it now, um, I probably would. I can't do it. In, I, I just don't see myself doing it in my forties. And so let me do it. You know, I've never had corporate experience, so it, it was a very good. A uh, couple years, and what they did was, um, you know, I was still a consultant. I was a brand consultant, uh, and I just had the added role of um, really helping to diversify the agent base as well as the broker base of the multicultural market. So my job was to work with a lot of these brokers or identify more, bro- you know, brokers uh, that would definitely help with the multicultural imp- uh, footprint. Um, you know, a lot of uh, information, a lot of teaching brokers what the importance is uh, with the multicultural markets. Again, multicultural is everything, right? So women-owned, um, LGBT, you know, it's not just race, right? So that was the one thing that we always had to teach. It's not just about race. Um, and, uh, you know, I, it was a great experience. And I, I will never, ever forget uh, my experience with Greater you know, Better Homes and Gardens. I got to meet amazing brokers. Uh, and, uh, you know, and that's how I got to, I know Lori, you know, we were friends with uh, Lori Weston Smith, but, yeah. and Scott Lincoln, but um, they, uh, you know, I've known of them, you know, uh, Lori because of being geeky girls and I followed her, you know, for such a long time. And, you know, she was actually one of my first companies uh, that I got to work with when they uh, affiliated over as well. So that's how we became really good friends. Nice. So again, we make all these friends, you know, and uh, in over the years and, and I, and I had that itching to come back to really selling. Cause I wasn't, all, you know, I was, conflict- I was not allowed to sell. So, uh, you know, I had that itching my agents, uh, were very awesome. They, you know, they, they moved to a different firm, but when I decided to jump back in, um, two years is by the way, long enough to stay away, but not to lose your client base, but it's really hard to kind of jump back in. But I was very fortunate when I decided to come back because, um, a lot of my team members actually came back. A lot of our agents came back and, uh, you know, now, you know, we're, we're back to, uh, I think we hit about another 30, you know, a small team did about another 30 million last year. So for the past two years, so we're, we're happy. It's, yeah. it's been an interesting journey. I'll tell you that. 
Yeah, you're you're talking about Point Honor and Associates. That's your broker. Yeah. Uh, you've it's been around ten years now or so, roughly. Yeah. So um, it's so yes, it's been about ten years now. Um, yeah. Again, being having my license at uh, yeah 2007, you can move it, you can get a license uh, in Georgia. You had it be three years. So it was just me, myself, and myself for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> and then one by one, agents were like, hey, I want to tie in. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Wow, being a broker, you really don't make any money, by the <laughs> way. Um, it's uh, it's a lot, a lot of liability. But, you know, the people that, you know, because I am a boutique firm and I am the broker and, and you know, we have we have, a, we have another attorney that's a broker as well, you know, we get to pick and choose who we want to work with, right? You know, we, you know, you teach this. Culture is so important. And, you know, it's, for me, it's not, a, you know, as a broker, for me anyway, because it's, you know, we don't have a huge team. We have 18, 19, um, you know, it's a very manageable number and, you know, it, we have to mesh well, you know, I have to see these agents. I have to work with these agents. I have to take care of these agents in the sense that, you know, for compliance and giving them advice. And so, you know, it's, it, it, it's a small family. And I think that that's the key. And, and, you know, and, you know, we teach different ways of growing, but for now we're systematic and slow growth is better yeah. than just bringing on 5,000 agents. <laughs> that ability to be nimble and quick, especially after coming out of having that experience at the corporate level, yeah. has to have been kind of uh, enlightening, liberating. I don't know what the word is. It, I mean, it, it, it's you can't. I couldn't switch it for the world, right? Because the, yeah. the the fact that you can work with all your brokers in the network, the fact that you are friends with everyone in the network, you know, you have. You know, you meet people from every walks of life. And, you know, I think that's the beauty of it. Like, you know, we, every real estate transaction is a story. And I realized when, when I was in corporate that every, you know, you're part of more, you, you know, I have my client base, but now you're working with agents who have their agents, you know, and their team that has a story. So you're, you know, you get to hear, you know, the thank yous or how do I get this story across and how do I get this transaction? And, you know, no, you know, as real estate agents, you know, we love to promote how good we are or how, what transaction we did or how, what was a dollar amount of the transaction, but we don't, we forget about the story and how we really got there. I mean, we had, I mean, don't, I know you had, you know, contract, you had multiple offers. I know that you had a talk, we had some serious talks with your buyers or sellers. We know that there's a financing issue. We knew that, you know, uh, how much earnest money there is. We, we know how much time that went in to every client. doesn't matter if they're buying the first one or the 10th one. You know, then you have, you know, clients that know it all. Then we have the clients that don't know anything. Right. So there is no such thing as a really easy real estate transaction. There, there really isn't. We just, we're just patting ourselves when, you know, when it goes relatively smooth, but you know, the story behind it and it is more important. And, you know, a testament to this is every time I post a story on how I go into this real estate transaction gets more likes and generations of more comments than it is than, Oh my gosh, here's my next closing. Got it done. We're good. You know, even me and my team, we stopped putting, we putting, dollar amount we stop putting dollar amounts because it, it putting dollar amounts it, it just it eliminates some of the story it looks like they were going after a commission check but in actuality really it is a story this client was looking they had such a hard time or they're a relocation client or they're like a, a, my favorite stories like my have a nurse that was coming down from chicago to help with the covid you know the vaccine you know the whole things and her story was amazing to me because she was scouted and she was brought here but she had no place to go she was bringing her mother her elderly mother and um and she wasn't going to settle for you know just an apartment because she had an elderly money the mother she had to take care of so she just went straight into looking to buy a house and so yeah 
it, so those kind of stories resonate, and I think that's what's important, and I think that's what's the the personal the personal touches what we normally do anyway gets we don't talk about that enough, and I think that's what we're missing. You talk a lot about networking, and you you're a master of networking. <laughs> Is that a safe? <laughs> let's let's talk let's talk about uh, Aria. Um, you're the incoming president for the Asian Real Estate. Association of America. Did I get that right? I want to make yes, sure I yeah. say that right. Um, um, you served as the 2018 chair for diversity at NAR. I mean, I love, I love the the fact that you love volunteering. I think, I think it. I don't think people outside the business understand, you know, how how important that is. Yeah. Um, you know, again, like like I just told you my initial story. I mean, my mentors were the ones who brought me to who I am today. So I think it's just as that much more important to give back to the community. Um, re, you know, regarding, you know, NAR stuff with the diversity stuff and the global stuff, you know, I tell when I was, when I was on the speaking circuit, um, with Beach and G with Better Homes, as well as before, uh, when I was asked to speak to different realtor associations, um, you know, we forget that, you know, there's cultural nuances. And if you're not really working with a small, at least a small international base or global base or someone that doesn't look like you, you're going to be left in the dark, right? So if, um, you do have to have a little bit of everything, right? So what if you're dealing with someone who is Asian American and you make, you know, they say these certain faux pas or, or you're working with a Brazilian client and, you know, the concept of time, uh, perception of time. And so if you know how a lot of these cultural backgrounds, um, like, tick right uh, you know again time facial expressions um you know how you do how do you greet somebody then you're going to get less frustrated and you're going to make that transaction and you're going to make that sale so because again at the end of the day none of us get paid until the deal is done right so uh we need to make sure that you're working in towards um you're working towards something that you can actually close and you're not going to lose a client. You know, we get a lot, I get a lot more calls saying, Hey, I have a new a Korean client. What are the faux pas? You know, I'm not going to know everything, but what are the faux pas that I don't need to make to get the deal done? And so that's kind of why I kind of work with the diversity scene and kind of helping a lot of new agents or agents that are working with different cultures to really help them understand what's going on. And, through that, you know, several years ago, um, the Real Estate Association has recognized four multicultural groups um, in uh, within NAR. It's um, the National Association of Real Estate Brokers, NARA, um, which is for, you know, again, it was formed for our women and black communities because, you know, they were not allowed to join the Realtor Association back 56 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're one of the, long, the oldest organizations. Then we have NARA, which is the National Association of Hispanic Real Estate Professionals. So that's who they, you know, uh, uh, that's kind of where their uh, policy points are. Uh, we have the Asian Real Estate Association of America, which is our Asian component, our Asian uh, side. And we also have uh, one of the LGBT groups. So we have four that are being recognized. And the four of us are, the four groups are very, you know, we're, we're very involved together. Uh, NAR, you know, we host um, like, you know, what we call the multicultural advisor group. So because we are all policy organizations, at the end of the day, we are all trying to promote homeownership in the respective communities, in the Black community, Hispanic, Asian. We all have different ways of doing it, but the underlying theme is the same. But we do like to have a unified front. We don't want to go off, you know, we don't want NAR um, to have, be blindsided um, because all of us are members of NAR as well. You know, are you going off and, you know, advocating for something that NAR is caught off guard or, you know, ARIA and the Hispanic Association may be a different, um, you know, 
uh, you know, we might have different policy points. So we're coming at it from different different policy points. So it's very important that we all talk and we are all on the same page with one another. And uh, because of my experience of working with NAR, I will say that, uh, you know, it, it is, ARIA is 17,000 members, you know, we're over 40 chapters and uh, with international chapters. And uh, it, it is, oh, it is an election process. I will say that we start, you know, we, we start on the ground running through for presidency. Uh, it's not as bad as NAR. We don't do it 20 years in advance, but uh, you know, at ARIA, we do vote three years out and it is a long campaign. I had to have a campaign manager. I had two people working for me. I mean, you know, working with different time zones in California, then, you know, you'd be up at three o'clock in the morning and you're like, I just need to sleep, you guys. Like, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, let's let's work on this together. Like, it, but it is good. You're right. You're right. You know, it, the giving back component, the business will come. Trust me. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, you're wondering, you know, how how involved should I get? Go involved. Get yourself involved in the local association. Get yourself involved in the state. Uh, you know, again, it doesn't have to be the realtor association. If you get involved with some in a group that you're very passionate for, the, the business, I promise you will come it might not come immediate but i promise you it'll come it'll come in time and it'll be 10 times rewarding and bill i know that you do the same thing and you're you're, you're tooting you know you're you know you're patting my back right now but you do you do way more than i do at the end of the day. i'm not i'm not running for uh, three years for a <laughs> for a presidency of an association with seventeen thousand people that's amazing now, i think that's just awesome congratulations best of luck with all of that i mean i know it's it's going to be a lot of work uh, but like you're October. coming soon October <laughs> it's great work so continue forward with that like I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm honor your time speaking of time it's uh yeah. been here oh half an hour so let me let me wrap this up with the same final question I've asked every guest uh, and that yeah. is if you could give one piece of advice to a new agent just getting started in the business what would it be you know uh, we have a lot of new agents that are interviewing with us as well mm-hmm. um you know and the first thing that I was taught when I was getting my, when I was, you know, my mentors, I said, Hey, look, um, the market is hot. The market is good, but that does not mean that you, you know, that you're going to be making the same kind of money. Right. So you need to make sure that you have enough reserves for six months. You know, it, you know, by the time you get a client and the real estate transaction cycle, you know, it takes 30 to 45 days anyhow. And, you know, you might not get the first client, you might get the second. So at the end of the day, you really have to, you know, be, you know, you don't, you can be a part-time agent. That's fine. You can be a full-time agent and that's great. And, um, you know, shadow me, shadow somebody that you trust, you know, that was how I got involved. Right. So um, make sure to learn best practices, you know, learn, learn as much as you can while you have the resources, you know, once you have that business and you start generating that income, you're not going to have time, you know, to kind of hone in your systems and hone in your, you know, uh, you know, how you're finding things. And so it's better to do it all now and get your CE classes done now. You know, if in Georgia, we have to get, you know, a certain amount of CE classes after the first year. You might as well do it now while it's all fresh in your mind because you're going to forget at the end of the year. And we have so many agents that forget to do their CEs at the end of the year and they have to go into inactive status until they get their CEs back done. So really, um, shadow follow get to learn the systems as much as you can um market yourself and it's okay if you don't get the first you know get the first client in the first week it's okay i promise you business is going to come and you will be just fine if you find the right people that you can surround yourselves with then you will you'll get the reassurance and you know you're gonna you're gonna you're rocking in real estate that's that's what i usually tell every single new agent Tim, if somebody wants to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to do that? 
So I'm not a big Facebook guy. Uh, I am, but you know, usually it's uh, you know it's because it is consumer focused. But if you can find me on uh, Instagram, it's Tim Her T I M H U R seven, like Ben Her Tim Her um, Tim Her seven, or you can email me at Tim at Metro Atlanta dot real estate. So you don't have to. It's dot real estate on dot com. So it's just Tim at Metro Atlanta dot real estate. Like I can't thank you enough for this. I, I do. I do have to say this. Thank you so much for being one of our early adopters and helping us out with Rate My Agent. I yeah. think that's amazing, right? Awesome. I mean, yeah, you're doing you're uh, by the way, if someone wants to see how to how to use rate my agent, head off to Tim Hur's profile. It's pretty cool. Uh you're doing a great job with that. We appreciate it. Absolutely. And I and I'll give you guys uh you know a lot of credit for I mean, Rate My Agent has been one of the godsends in terms of review systems. And you know, it's very it's very and I ask my clients and it's very um consumer friendly as well. Mm-hmm. And I, I will say from a consumer standpoint, I have gotten more business out of uh, asking our clients to use Rate My Agent and being read through Rate My because again, it's it it's, it feeds into the Google reviews, and we get so many great clients. And there, we do ask and say, where do you get your, where where did you you know where did you find me? Where, you know, it's the SEOs that you know that Rate My Agent does. It bumps up your profile. It, it's great. So if you're not using it, I really highly encourage you guys to at least take the free system and play around with it, tinker with it, and get to know it. And if you do, I guarantee you the value behind it is there. I, I will be the first one to tell you, look, we wouldn't use it and I wouldn't waste time. Um, and a lot of agents would not use the time. You know, We're not going to spend time on some, a system that is not going to work or it's not going to provide an ROI. So kudos to you guys for providing such a great system for us as agents and us as brokers that we can use. And that's why I use it. Tim, thanks for that. We really appreciate it. Um, best of luck moving forward, and and um, we'll be watching for you in October. Thank you so much for all your service too. And you know, and Bill, you you are you you are one of the coolest people and the nicest people. And if you guys, if you're not using Bill, it, it, you get to know him too. I mean, I know that you guys don't like him because you're all listening to this, but should give him a shout out too. I mean, he's we're all stuck in COVID, right? So send him your love too. Thanks, Tim. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Sessions. Please head over to ratethispodcast.com forward slash RE Sessions to leave a review or a rating and subscribe to the Real Estate Sessions podcast at your favorite podcast listening app.